Well, hey, welcome to another episode of Drinking and Thinking. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you just happen to stumble upon our channel somehow, uh, we'd love it if you would subscribe here and leave us a review. Uh, every single week, we make two different versions of the same cocktail, an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic version. And then we just sit down and have a conversation. There's always uh, four of us here at the bar uh, just talking about real-life topics from our kind of Christian perspective that you get to listen in on and uh, also be a part of too. You know, you can you can email us at hello at letsdrinkandthink.com. You can head over to our YouTube channel and comment there. Um, you can submit on our website, letsdrinkandthink.com, ideas for topics to cover, you know, cocktail recipes for us to make, all that sort of stuff. But on today's episode, we make a cocktail called the Gin Basil Smash. And uh, as you will hear, it's one of our favorites that we've made highly suggest you make it for yourself you can find the recipe on our website and then uh then we get into a pretty serious conversation about experiencing tragedy in life uh in the in the studio today we've got johnny with us who's who's going to share a very personal story of just heartache and sadness in his life but even more importantly than that how how his faith in god has grown as a result of that so uh, buckle up. It's definitely an emotional episode, but uh, let's go ahead and dive on into things. Cheers. Gin basil smash. Cheers. There we Good. go. Man, that basil pops. It does pop. You know what? It's actually not bad. I like this. this Sugar water? This is really they, good. You know what? It's non-alcoholic. You, you want to take the yeah. obligatory... <laughs> it, uh, what is there? Any citrus to it? Yeah, there's a lot you, of citrus. Yeah. That, that's like... Remember some of the other drinks we've had? Oh, are well. like, man, that's a summer drink, you know? That's really that good. That yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to huh. feed that to my kids. Holy smokes. <laughs> that's that really good. so that good. Super good. Is this that, is good, too. It, is I mean, it like on the level of Fogo Lemonade? It's been a while. I'd have it's to go limeade. back. Limeade. limeade. Fogo Limeade. Mm -hmm. You know what? This has a lot of that same notes, I would say. Mm -hmm. If any of our watchers or listeners have ever. Just missing is, the wait, cream. Wait, Fogo is it Fogo Shown? de Chow or Fogo, Fogo de Chown? Yeah, that's right. Fogo de Chown. Yeah, that's Shown or is it Show? Fogo de Chown. I feel like I hear them throw a little N in at the end. Fogo de Chown. I think. I don't Fogo know. Yeah, throw a little cream in this. <laughs> yeah. Boom, That's we're Japanese. Good. I know. But the way he said Sean, it's like, Fogo, Fogo Sean. Fogo de Sean. Uh, Iron Chef. This is, no, this is good. This is a good cocktail. Yeah, this is good. Do it's... you guys in yours, because Dave and I are drinking the non-alcoholic, yeah. yep. I think what we've discovered over the course of this show is all of the bite from traditional spirits yeah. is completely gone. Yep. So that's missing. But I, I don't really taste a whole lot of pine. No. Juniper in oh, this not at all. Do you guys there's, get any there's of that? There's gin in this, right? Yep. I don't taste it at all. Oh. Yeah. Do there's, you like gin as a spirit? I do like gin, okay. but there's like what you would think of a normal gin flavor does right. not exist in this drink. Mm -hmm. This is, a, I would say, a very balanced, summery type drink. Yeah. It's perfect yep. for when it's hot out. Uh, that is also a well-balanced, good drink, this though. Is, this, is fan this is in my uh, probably top five of cocktails we've made on the show. Yeah. Wow. Um, this is good, though. I, I really enjoy it. It's, uh, it's not one that typically is up my alley. But I, I do enjoy this. I could absolutely have another. Maybe I will. Maybe we will after we're done with this episode. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll, we'll make right some back. more. <laughs> to hear from our sponsors. Five years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to make some more. Yeah. No, it's good. I like it. 
This is a good drink. So mm-hmm. easy drink too, honestly. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Yeah. Right? But I will say, you need the fresh basil. Yep, agreed. So oh, that's not for always sure. When readily you put, available. When you put this up to your face, yeah, like you cool. said that basil yep. pops. It's very and aromatic. I, yes. I think that mm-hmm. helps with this drink. But I would say to any gin like person who stays away from gin. Don't you don't need to stay away from this you don't one? Need to be and of this drink. honestly, nope. beef eaters. Um, what's the other one that uh, a lot of folks go to? Um, it's in the blue bottle. Bombay, yeah, Bombay, Bombay, Bombay yeah. Sapphire. I don't like that, and I think a lot of people go to it because it's like always the one, a the bottle looks sweet. Let's be honest, yep. yeah. it looks sweet. But it's also like the go to one for somebody who's going to order a gin and tonic, like we yep. talked about too. Yep. But beef eaters is such a solid all around gin the that just you can mix. Regular Bombay though, yeah, I've I like heard the regular. A lot of people that's good, but yeah, that blue bottle is like extra aromatic and it's got some different hints it of just, flavors. It in overpowers there. everything. Mm. Uh, when I think of a good gin drink, this is what I'm looking for. Oh, for sure. There's not an overpower. Gin yeah. flavor to this yep. drink. This at is all. great. I taste no gin. I smell <laughs> no gin. <laughs> what? Uh, I can't believe it. Oh, goodness. But it is oh, quite that, delicious. That basil yeah. makes it. It does, that right? Does when make it comes it. up to your mouth, yeah, and you're, you're so, like, oh, it just adds yeah, to it. Yeah. Awesome. I wonder if it would be as strong if there wasn't the little it, sprig in there it as needs well. It. Mm. it needs it. Oh, I, I think yeah. it, it adds. Um, it I like that. Because that hits your nose. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if you like just yeah. Especially anyway, if you're just what are you drinking? Especially if you shove your nose <laughs> and you get some of that oh, basil. For sure. Especially if you snort the drink, man, it really comes. It really hits your nose then, yeah. Yeah, really. So well, good. Anyway, it's good to have you guys on here. We don't have our normal friend that uh, joins us every episode, but Grandpa Kevin's, Kevin's gone. Grandpa Kevin's Kevin. gone. Yeah. Grandpa Kevin's yeah. gone. But mm. Dave, welcome back. Yeah. I don't know how many of your episodes will have aired by now, but hopefully none. <laughs> so, and it's like a dual like, guest this week. is my redo <laughs> yeah. this is your redo of your episodes that we recorded Johnny welcome for mm, the yes. first official time yes you've been in the bar many a time first and only time because I will not buy a bottle for you so I'll never be invited back no. so <laughs> okay that's a little insider talk when we stop recording everybody's first time recording is free all subsequent times, you got to bring a bottle. You got to yeah. bring a bottle. Or be a sponsor. We're looking for sponsors. Just kidding. I'll bring them. You can uh, sponsor us by emailing us at hello at letsdrinkandthink.com. Or leave a comment on YouTube after you hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. Shame Follow us on look. all the socials at Let's Drink Think. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Insta, and TikTok. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NBC star, rainbow star. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you want to do any shameless plugs before we jump into things? I have nothing to plug other than. Tell us about your podcast. Oh, I mean, you're part which, of a. Which one? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Pick my one. Gosh. Uh, no, depend- the one that's the least horrible. Depending on when you air this episode, actually, I'm wearing my Rogers t shirt right now. I'm sick now. of it already. Because I figured. It's There's horrible. a good chance that this episode may come out during the thick of the football season. It might. Mm-hmm. So we should put this out after the season. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hold on to this so episode. If we are in the middle <laughs> of the Next football summer. season. No, no, we'll wait. If he's having a trash year, oh, yeah. oh, that's when you throw it out in the middle of football season. Yes. Yes. So, What's so the plug? If this is in the middle of the football season, go listen to the Bowski Bros. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we talk about NFL specifically. Sweet. Yep. All okay. right. My soda nerds buddies might get I don't know. We're me, done. You got one plus. That's, that's it. it. I'm so. using it on the Bowski Bros. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> Everybody in soda nerds is now ticked. So mm, Probably. 
Uh, okay, so here's the deal. I talked to you about this before, kind mm-hmm. of the idea for the episode today, and uh, I told you it was going to be probably a little personal. Yep. Uh, but we all know your story, but not everybody listening probably does. So why don't you kind of give us, uh, you know, a little a little background yeah, before so, we jump into this. So I was told the topic today would be uh, along the lines of keeping your faith in the midst of tragedy. Tragedy that struck in my life was uh, my wife and I lost a child. We lost our second born child. His name, his name is Ben. Um, he was still born around 35, 36 weeks when my wife was pregnant. This was back right before COVID hit. So he was born the third or fourth week, third week of February in 2020. And then it was like two, three weeks after that major lockdown and everything. So it was right before that, but, uh, yeah, just kind of to anybody who doesn't know the story out of the blue, um, great pregnancy, nothing was wrong. Uh, everything was hadn't you just taken like pregnancy photos like a day or two before it was literally two days before yep Mm. and we at the time our daughter was two and a half so those of us with kids we all have multiples you know the Mm -hmm. exciting time of having a little one and then your second one is about to be Mm -hmm. um so yeah we we like you said we took those photos a couple days before and then even a day before that we just went in for the you know, when you get towards the end of a pregnancy, they have you come in and do an ultrasound or, right. or a checkup or whatever, you know, each week leading up as you get closer. Um, so 36 weeks, I mean, you're only a few weeks away at that point. Technically a week away from it being considered full term. Full term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had just been in for the checkup a few days prior. I think it was like on a Friday. And then uh, on Monday... Uh, my wife just said that she couldn't feel him moving at all, and she's used to having him move uh, quite a bit. And uh, I, I don't know. It was, and you and I have talked about this too. But it was mm-hmm. in that moment. It was it was weird because it's like sometimes, like she had said before, like, "Oh, yeah, he hasn't moved a lot today," and it's like, "Ah, oh, no biggie." You know what I mean? But it was just weird, like walking into our house that afternoon and her being like. Yeah, I haven't felt a move in, you know, a while. And it was like, I don't know what it was in my head, but I was like, maybe you should call and just like go in and, and get checked. And so she did. Um, and then I took our daughter over to our, uh, to her grandparents, my in-laws. And uh, I was getting texts from my wife saying that, you know, they're trying to listen for his heartbeat. They can't hear anything. And then I'm trying to drive down and meet her. She was about 30 minutes away from me. And uh, when I when I got up to the room, they had ordered an ultrasound to check things out. And, like, right as I was getting there, they were coming in to, to do the ultrasound. And, you know, you can see typically anybody that's had kids mm-hmm. or e- even if you've been into those appointments, you'll see you'll see movement. You can, I mean, you can even see heartbeat. You know what yep. I mean? Babies typically kicking and, right. and doing whatever. Uh, this was just nothing. There was no movement. And... You could tell instantly, like they knew, they knew what was going on. They just hadn't said it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then it was kind of just the slow turn. And you know, sorry guys, but you know, we're not finding finding a heartbeat. And uh, yeah, so then it was just, I mean, a whirlwind after that. You know what I mean? You don't know what to think in that moment. You're like, okay, well, 
uh, it's we're a week away here. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, right. we were just here three days ago. You know what I mean? And you're like, fine. everything's good. You know, you know what I mean? So it was the whole process of, I mean, at that point, you have like my wife had a full grown baby yeah. inside of her. So it's not like you just pack up and say, oh, well, okay, I guess we'll go home. Nope. They have to, you move into a delivery room just like you would if you're going into labor and they, induce the labor and uh i think that's the part people don't oh, know yeah. or understand that's definitely the part is like when you first initially hear like the first thing you want to do is just like get me out of this place yep. like i don't want to be here right yep. now you know what i mean um but you can't because it's like well you're you're going you're going into labor now you know right. what i mean we have to induce you and you have to go through an, an actual labor and right. deliver a baby that's unfortunately not alive um so yeah that whole two-day process after that just being in the hospital she got that was in the afternoon when when we found out the news and then uh she got checked in just like she would any any other delivery uh and they even i mean it's it's somber because it's even for the people working there too they put a little you're you're in the labor and delivery area where babies are being born joyful moments are happening you know what i mean in the room right next to you and and even for the the nurses that are working there like they put a special tag on your door so anybody that comes in knows like yep why you're there what's going on. it's this isn't necessary this well this, this isn't is a happy, happy yeah exactly yeah. this is not yeah. a happy outcome you're not coming to you know brand new parents that are holding a, a breathing baby um so yeah it it was her getting induced and then the following morning we had to sleep there that night and i think uh i mean all of us dads that have slept on hospital furniture having babies alone it sucks you you should have even slept yeah slept even yeah. even in the good times it's terrible mm-hmm. and it's 10 times worse when it's I, you know what i mean yeah um so i think it was you and i were texting you had texted me the morning after and it was kind of like how you doing today because you go to bed and like you know, when tragedy strikes, it's almost like sleep is the only thing that can yeah. separate you from it. You know what I mean? And the second you wake up, it's like, Ugh. well, here we are. Yep. You know what I back mean? This again. is, yep, we're back here again. So he was born the following afternoon, and it was any, if you picture a delivery, it was the same thing as any other time any one of us has had a kid. The only difference is he wasn't alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he came out and like full head of hair uh arms legs toes Mm -hmm. uh fingernails fingers um yeah sorry guys yeah it's uh it was not a fun experience and uh you kind of just gotta they they tell you you know we'll give you as much time as you want because you i mean you have a baby you know you just don't get to take him home so i think we spent the whole i mean he was born at two o'clock in the afternoon and we just kind of sat with him till uh eight or nine o'clock at night and then yeah it's just odd because then it's they're calling the funeral home and making arrangements and then there's a point where uh, they just got to take them, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the hardest part. Is it was well that was the hardest part was kind of that, you know, watching him leave the room and mm-hmm. knowing that that's uh, that's the only time you're going to be able to you know feel his fingers and arms. Oh, jeez, sorry. I'm really break? No. Yeah. It's fine. <clears throat> no need to be sorry either. But yeah, that's uh so that's kind of the story, I mean for anybody that doesn't know it and then uh just kind of the the world of hurt that comes along after that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz you got I mean, <clears throat> a two and a half year old isn't they're not all there, but they still know that like yeah. You know, brother was coming and Right. <clears throat> I think it affects them probably more than you think you know yeah um so it was it's just been a journey ever since then and uh yeah and it's we've we've had two boys since mm-hmm. who are both healthy and happy and um her sis their sister beats the crap out of them and mm-hmm. they all play together and <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, there's not, obviously, that's your child. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's not, nothing's ever, it wasn't the boy that came after him, would never replace him. And, and when I talk to people about, when I'm asked how many kids I have, I always say four. And uh, he's always brought up as somebody that's part of our family. and Because mm-hmm. it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I only got to hold him for an afternoon, but, I mean, there's, I don't know. There's not a day that will go by that I don't think about him. So, yep. Yeah. Well, man, and I, what I think about as you're sharing that story is you're not just living that experience in that moment, too, because everybody's expecting the happy news. They're expecting you to say, hey, this is what happened because they spent eight and a half months waiting for that. Yeah. And now you're breaking it to your daughters, two and a half years old, and every other friend that you had along the way. And it's not what you know, you're expecting to share and that's a tragedy continue. It's the continued just storm of emotions that I imagine keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine how much more monumentally bigger it is than a miscarriage. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my wife miscarried twice. Yeah. And it's sad, but we didn't hold it. It wasn't, it, it wasn't at, eight and a half months of yeah. there's a baby in there. One was fairly early. Well, actually they were both fairly early on. Um, I mean, it, it was a baby in there. It was, it yeah. was a baby. It was a baby <laughs> so, in there. Yeah. It wasn't a Let's baby out here. Yeah. Is, yeah. is my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. wasn't a, it wasn't a, this is a baby I'm holding yeah. here. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it was a baby. It just what didn't make it good, to that good stage clarification. Of, it looks like, it <laughs> yeah. looks on topic right now. Yeah. It looks like a baby. It, it is, the size of a baby, like yeah. this is a baby. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. That's I, just gotta be, that's gotta take it 
so many levels further than what well and i think that I've was experience that's insane and and if you talk about like initial you know the days or weeks after like obviously like it not only to us but to everybody around you it's heartbreaking yeah. you know what i mean yeah, for sure like, yeah. it's gonna yeah. crush anybody that hears it mm-hmm. um and that was something we struggle with a lot and we've we've had to come around where it's like you can't compare tragedies like everybody's yeah like no doubt like every you don't know what somebody like if there was anything we took away from it on like a magnitude level it was you have no idea what somebody's going through right. like whether how they're acting throughout a day or maybe they're like you don't know what's going on you know what i mean and that was a big mm-hmm. one was comparing tragedies because we would have people come up to us and it was almost i i don't like the word trigger but it was almost triggering initially afterwards when people would come up and be like yeah you know we miscarried at eight weeks like i know exactly what you guys are going through and like i wanted to backhand those people right right in the face when i I heard stuff like that but i have i have to remember that it's like that is tragic miscarriage at eight weeks is tragic you Mm -hmm. still have the same dreams and hopes you've been thinking about the future you're going to have with your child you know what i mean so it's 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 been a struggle for me to just kind of okay I need to mm-hmm. I can't compare the yeah. tragedy right, you know right yep yeah and yeah it's it's a terrible situation to have to go through but I think you're right because everybody's uh, you can find a ton of other people whose tragedy is worse if you're trying to like scale it out and determine yeah. who's got the worst tragedy who's got the best right but at the end of the day like that's the tragedy that they've experienced exactly and this is the tragedy you have experienced and it's going to be very different but yeah the way it hits you might be very similar right mm-hmm. so there's no real gauging it or you know uh, putting it on a different index to which one's the worst yeah um yeah certainly there's different levels but it's unfortunate regardless and i think you're seeing that too obviously i think it was just uh i think the toughest part was after he was born um they ran some tests on the placenta and just to kind of, and, and it ended up being, they had no idea why it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, we where some people, again, this is, you can't compare the tragedy, but some people you're told that 20 weeks, like, Hey, your baby's going to have some struggles. Yep. They may not even mm-hmm. live. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you've had time as heartbreaking as it is to mentally prepare. You, right. you know what I mean? Still life altering and crushing. But for for us, it was like we spent eight and a half months of checkups. Everything's good. Like it's almost here. You know what I mean? And then yeah. just and and no explanation for it. Yeah. Well, and obviously both have worked out since. But the two other pregnancies that followed, I gotta imagine you guys were still like Oof. waiting. Like <laughs> when's yeah. this gonna Until go wrong? Oh, there's there's, home. there's oh, yeah. no you're in the clear moment for right, you. Right, exactly. Well, that's, that's, like, that's the other thing is I mean, there's always a fear, even people who have, have miscarried, it's it's kind of that twelve week hump, right? You're mm-hmm. like once we get past twelve weeks, I'm gonna breathe. No, dude, it was twenty four seven anxiety for yep. nine months straight with mm-hmm. both of the right. children that followed. You yeah. know what I mean? Because everybody's like, Well, you made it past twelve weeks. Yeah, we sweet. did last time too. Yeah, sweet. I'll feel good when uh, I'm when, he's when home. I when I hear him crying when he's at our house. Yeah. When you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And until then, it's not there. I mean, there was hardly a, a joyful moment. It was just constantly you're walking on the thinnest possible ice. Right. You know. Well, so how did you guys 
you and, and your wife and really the whole family, like how did you guys go from that moment? How do you, for lack of a better term, start moving forward and start looking at getting pregnant mm-hmm. again? Like mm-hmm. how do you get to that point? Yeah. Uh, I know for us, it, it may be different than most. I mean, there's a few things, uh, but it may be different than most. We looked at each other in the hospital uh, minutes after they took him, and it was almost like a collective agreement where we're like, we need to try and have a baby as soon as we possibly can. Yeah. And it was it was almost like a not in a not in a replacement thing, not in like a, right. but we're like this cannot be. You know what I mean? This, like, we're not going to sit on this. We we're can't not going to stay here forever. It, exactly. Like, right. and, and especially, the, I think the biggest thing was looking at our daughter and yeah. being like, man, because she got to meet him and she came in and she held him and we have videos of them together and her. Cool. And that, that was in itself was a, a big decision that we had to make oh, too. Yeah. Like, do we want to, but ultimately we were like, that's her brother. Like, yeah. whether he's breathing or not, that is her brother. And it wouldn't, you know, Years down the road, I'm going to regret it. At least we felt we are going to regret it if she's 30 years old. And we're like, well, we didn't give you the opportunity yeah. to hold him or kiss him or touch him. Sure. You, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So, but we, to come back around to it, we decided right then and there, we're like, as soon as we can try to have a baby, we're going to try to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And our son Isaac was, so Ben miscarried uh, uh, February 18th, 2020. Isaac was born December 22nd, 2020. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was 10 months right away. later. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, there. so that was kind of one of the steps. But I think the biggest one, I mean, and even in the show, we. I mean, we, you guys look at things from Christian perspective, right? Yeah. I am a Christian. My wife and I are both uh, Christians. And uh, we, we both have faith. We both have relationships with God. And uh, that played a huge factor mm. In, in, like you said, the role, just moving forward, just continuing on uh, every single day. Like, and I, I've talked to other people, we joined Facebook groups and stuff, support groups to try and still birth and loss. And I, I have a hard time looking at that stuff because yeah. the hopelessness that lives on it is just, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Right. But I also like, I, I think I may be experiencing something that they're not there that, that they haven't come to yet, yep. which is unfortunate, which I'd love them to get to. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Which is a relationship with God or, mm-hmm. or having my faith. Um, and it's hard to look at any of that because I could not live in the depths for long. You know what I mean? When uh, <clears throat> most, most people have, have, um, arguments against christianity yeah because just stuff like this happens you know why why is there Mm -hmm. evil in the world why do tragedies happen that sort of thing yes uh when when you say your relationship with god i know because i was kind of witnessing from the outside that wasn't like well we just got god and everything's gonna be good no like not at all walk us through like the reality of the moments when you were pissed, the moments when God was all you had to hold on to, yep. trying to work that out with your wife. Like, what did uh, it look like to have faith yep. in And it still happens today. Regardless of faith, I, I, it happens still frequently that a day can come where I'm just, like you said, just pissed. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. 
there's obviously a lot of hope in my life um, because of what you just mentioned, but there are also the days where I'm human. You know what I mean? I don't like, I miss them every single day. I get angry about it. I, there's times where I don't understand it, even though I do. You, you, you know what I mean? If that even, if that even makes sense. Um, I, I think the biggest thing for me is just the knowledge of knowing that this world is not it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> and that's, that's easy to say for somebody who's kind of walked the path that I have, you know what I mean? Um, as opposed to somebody who maybe is not involved with Christianity at mm-hmm. all. Hearing that is like, okay, well, I don't, you know what I mean? Uh, but I know for me personally, that's how I get by is knowing that this is, this is not it. This is not what it was supposed to be. And when I say it, I mean the world we're yep. living in right now. You know what I yep. mean? Um, you and I talked a, a ton about it afterward. I, I will never forget the first line you said to me was, thank God that this, I, it, this just cruel world is not all there is. You know what yep. I mean? Thank God, because now I know that I will get to see him again. I will get to be with uh, Ben again. And that's probably the biggest thing that kind of at least keeps me from just spiraling Mm -hmm. out of control. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where I could see some people might if they... if And do. Yeah, if they unfortunately don't have that mindset, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question. Maybe it was kind of all over the place, um, but... (laughs) No, that's fine. What, uh... Why would you choose from your perspective or for any of us? You yeah. Know, we, I yeah, think yeah, we've yeah. all had hard times. Probably I don't think any of us at your level, but why do you, you can't s- quantify? We just walked through. Oh, that. that's yeah. right. We, Sorry. We just discussed <laughs> we've that. all had as equally hard time as you. So there. <laughs> Good. I um, feel fine with that. <laughs> just kidding. Um wh- what made you or what what's made any of you want to stay? I don't know, trusting God or close to God mm. or even believing in a good God when bad stuff the happens. Reality when of, tragedy happens. When tragedy happens. Right. Yeah. Uh that's a great question. <laughs> I'm not sure there's an answer, but <laughs> I, like uh, that is a super good question. Because that is the big thing, right? Like yeah. and and even people who aren't Christians or um I think that's a huge hurdle for somebody I, I think who's it never is. experienced. Well, because the biggest God thing is, if, if God was such a loving God, why, why would, would this why would my son die? If yeah. God was you, good, you know what I this mean? wasn't good. Yes, the two are yeah. incompatible. It would seem, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's an answer to that, <laughs> which we know, mm-hmm. right? And it's mm-hmm. we live in a broken world. Like, right. yeah, God did not, God did not break our world. You know what I mean? Sinful man broke our. It was world. not God's plan for your son. No, I, I, and just and, that, and that's and that's a big thing too. Is I don't believe that was his plan. I don't mm. think he said, "Well, I want your child to die today." Right. You know what I mean? Um, we live in a broken world. However, if you are coming upon somebody, speak from experience here. If you are coming upon somebody who is in a tragedy such as mine or something in the moment when it strikes. Do, not, with do that. not leave yep. with that. Yep. That 
well, this world sucks and it's a broken world. You know what I mean? Just yeah. comfort them and hold them and, and love them yeah. just as Jesus would do. Um, there's a time for the truth to be spoken. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And well, and then there's also the, the obviousness of that too. It's like, yeah, duh. Just don't be <laughs> yeah. a jerk. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man. But I think we could do a whole episode on Christianese thinking. Like, oh my god. The things that people say without thinking, it it's just horrible. It's horrendous. But like, I mean, you know, you, you talk about the strategies that everybody goes through, and I think yeah. what you know, I'm so thankful for, uh, for just for knowing you is that there's so many ways that I could envision myself if I were in that situation going, oh. it's an easy spiral to get into. It's easy to, to blame God, turn away from God. It's easy to look for other things to comfort. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to, I mean, frankly, you had another daughter there too. Like you're, yeah. you're still a dad and you're yeah, still yeah, yeah. a get to husband. shut off and hole up. And right. It's like, but there's so many people that do and it's so easy to see that slip too and 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 i think from an outsider's perspective it's tough to blame somebody in that situation for doing that but it's just i mean again it's it's so hard to do and i can't imagine doing it without god i can't imagine going through some sort of tragedy without god and man i'm so thankful that you you leaned into that and you took probably what could be the best road Yep. And I wouldn't even say out of there, but forward in a, it. Yeah, in a direction that is still now providing two more sons and, yeah. a, and a family and um, still, you know, moving in the right direction in that way, too. And and I, I, I do have to say that it's I mean, for for anybody listening to uh, just because I have God in my life doesn't mean that this situation is fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or even remotely yeah. easy. Well, and I don't want people to hear that, that it's like. Oh well, Christians, you just got you got a wonderful <laughs> life. You know what I mean? I you just let go and let God, right? Yeah. Oh, I want my God. Jesus, yeah. take the wheel. <laughs> I'm just gonna carry Underwood this thing. Uh, I just want people to know that it's like just picture if if you don't have a relationship with God and maybe you're experiencing something similar. There's days where I have to go lock myself in a room, mm-hmm. sit on the cold floor, and just cry, mm. and because. I, I, I lost a child. You know what I mean? There's whether it's two years, two and a half years removed, or probably 32 and a half years removed, I'm probably still going to do the same thing. But because of my relationship, just picture having that person that in that moment, they can put their arms around you and then they can just pick you back up. You, You know what I mean? It's, it's not me that does it. I would be completely broken through this situation had I not had faith. Yeah, you know, to, to me, I know we've we've talked about this before, and even with Grandpa Kevin talked about it before. This <laughs> yeah, years ago when you were yep two years ago when you were going through this, to me, you know, you say like, "Gosh, so thankful to see this situation that you went through. That was not God's will. That was horrible, painful. I yeah. wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy." But to me, it's watching you or watching people go through the same sorts of things that are one of the best evidences of Mm, god for sure and like illuminates our need for god more than anything else you know like had i I don't want to like speak for you You can answer this question Uh had everything gone perfectly and to plan would you have experienced god in the same way would your trust and dependence on him be the same again he didn't cause it yes but 
could he use it to grow your relationship? Like, yeah. I, th- I think to me, when I look at people's lives who go through extreme tragedy, extreme heartache, just the mm-hmm. worst of the worst, and they're still able to live and smile and have kids and move on with life is more evidence of God than life going perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like lots of people live great, easy, mm-hmm. peaceful, smooth sailing lives. The family you're born into can make a difference to that. What part of the world you're born into, like lots of things can contribute yeah. to uh, living a relatively easy life. My opinion is nothing can get you through tragedies like God can. I would 100% agree with that. And and to kind of answer your question, um, I I uh, it's clear that like you said, this is not what God intended. But did it grow my faith? Absolutely. But even bigger than that, my wife and I have seen how this our experience can help other people. Oh, you know yeah. what I you know what I mean? Again, not what was intended. There's some Bible verses about that. Not, we won't bring that up. Not what was, you know, <laughs> not what God just said, oh, I'm I'm gonna let your child die. So yeah. maybe you can do it. No, that's but through this tragedy, right. because of our faith, we can potentially make a difference with mm. it. it. You know testify. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> testify. Yeah. There you go. Right. Not the band. No, no, no. It's a song. So, <laughs> strength in my faith, yes. But even more so than that, just the possibility of helping other people in mm-hmm. similar situations. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because with, without God today, I would be... I And I still I go through spells of just, you know, weeks of depression mm-hmm. because of it. But it's God who gets me out of it. You know what I mean? So without that relationship, boy, would I be a different person right now because of what happened. You know? Hmm. So the thing that most people object to Christianity because of, you would actually say, Oh, I'd be. No, actually can can draw you closer to God. I would be in the deepest pits of misery if it wasn't for God right now. And my wife has even said, and any, anybody who would even want to talk to her about this, she'll tell you the same thing is there were moments where, cause if anybody has experienced or anybody watching or listening has experienced something like this, your spouse cannot help you. Right. Mm. They're, They're they, the they can situation. help you in some things, but there's moments where you're experiencing, yes, it's a shared tragedy, but you're going through it differently than they are. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's moments where you cannot pick each other up. You cannot help each other. The only thing you can do, which we did, I remember I'd literally get out of the shower and I would just get out and sit down on the bathroom floor and start bawling. Mm. And it would be, you know, Nora, my daughter, would be like, oh, daddy's crying and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So you have these moments where she can't do anything yeah. because... Yeah. She's going to start crying, too, because she's experiencing the same thing in a different way. And so she she has said uh, to me, you could not help me in moments. God was the only one. I would have to look and be like, I, I can't move right now. So mm. you need to do something because I literally cannot, you know. Mm. So, yes, it, it, it and it is hard because I think the the quickest thing to jump to, like we've said, is why would things like this why do things like this happen right that's yeah. the biggest that's question the huge one. that's the biggest one that people want to know is 
especially those that are not Christians and they're looking yeah. from the outside in, if your God is so loving, why does this happen? You yeah. know, and there's good, there are good explanations and good answers to that. It wasn't God's will for my son right. to die. He didn't handpick him that day to die. Yep. Mm-hmm. It seems, it seems like, uh, I mean, obviously this is our kind of Christian perspective, but we, we wait until we have, um, high blood pressure to start eating better and mm. we wait yes. until uh you know we Why'd get you look di- at Dave and do something okay well, <laughs> and then we wait until we get some diagnosis to start exercising yeah. and we wait until somebody's funeral to say good things about them yeah and we wait until tragedy strikes and then wonder like where god is and why can't mm. i hear you and mm. why isn't anything happening and mm. like Maybe my suggestion would be, what if we prep beforehand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, like not, not that you can prep for be, a stillborn child. Be proactive, but be proactive. not reactive, yeah. right? Yeah. That's I yeah. mean, not, not that it would make it any less painful, yeah. but like you were a Christian before, yeah, you knew some truths about God, you had. Ex- yeah experienced his presence. I was already well, well rooted, if right. you want to say. Yeah. So in the middle of those depression, just overwhelming sadness, you had a foundation that you mm-hmm. knew to be true mm-hmm. and like saved you. Yeah. I mean honestly saved you. Sort of not eternally, but you know uh, yeah, no, I saved you mentally. Saved me from yeah, especially like Especially today when, when those days come up where, you know what I mean, I'm just freaking out and it's double middle finger to the world and yeah. that's that's who's going to pull me out. It ain't going to be anybody else. If it wasn't for that, I'd just keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing that it's relatively soon after, what, two and a half years removed. Yeah. And how much progress you've had in terms of just like eternalizing it, but also like looking back and being able to remember it so vividly and still get through the day. Because like yeah. as you're telling the story, and I imagine a lot of people hearing it, it's it's hard to hear that story and not be emotionally charged. Not to mm-hmm. like try in the very smallest sense put yourself in those. I had those to shoes. look away when you were talking. It's just like yeah, I and you've heard the story. You've I've heard through this story the story so many been times. There with them and it's I've... like. And I just like, I can't look because yeah. I'm going to get secondhand emotion. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a challenge. I imagine every single day just to continue to move and do the things you, you got to do in life because we're still living life. Yeah, and still walking with God and still developing that relationship and and doing that while also like knowing you know it just. I don't know. I, I just think it's so amazing to see where you're at two and a half years later. Mm-hmm. I can tell you with great confidence, I don't think I'd be anywhere close to where you're at. I don't have that kind of emotional strength. Yeah. Nor do I, uh, I frankly, I just never want to be tested in that way. But it's just like, oh my gosh, I just can't um, give it to you enough to be able to to do that, to, to lean in, in with God and to work with your family and, and be so close to them through it. Because it's such a challenging thing to go through for two and a half years mm-hmm. and to two and a half years from now still be a challenging thing to go through. But you're, um, yeah, I just, I commend you for being able to share a story like that 
to be able to talk about how you're feeling about it. And yeah, it's, I can't imagine. And, and it does, I mean, it's this walk with God is ongoing as it should be mm-hmm. right to any, anybody who's either in it or considering it. Mm-hmm. Like we've said, start when it's good. So you have it's, it when it's bad, definitely yeah. better but idea. it's, but it is continuing. It's not, it's not a pill you take and you're better the next day because there's constantly going to be date. I mean, it was just last week. She's almost five years old now and I was putting her to bed and she's got her two little brothers now that she plays with on a daily basis. Yeah. And what she said to me when I was putting her to bed was, uh, cause she just recently got a new bedroom, uh, was I wish I could have all three of my brothers with me. And then she said, I wish I could show Ben my new bedroom, you know? So it's like, it never ends. Like it's constantly. So if you don't have that relationship, all it's going to take is a comment like that. And I'm, I'm in the piss. See you later. You you know what I mean? So yeah, it is start it when it's good and just man lean into it because I'm not strong enough by myself. The reality of God's presence right now and the hope of eternity someday. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Wow. Well, this was I didn't great. even finish. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, this is actually probably the worst we, cocktail we've we ever had. lighten the mood a bit? <laughs> Dave, did you uh, talk? I did a couple times. I think <laughs> couple he said times. like two sentences. He's, so. he's taking it and, all and in. And like a couple times I said like one word. <laughs> I will say... <clears throat> That basil is the highlight of mm-hmm. this drink. For no, I'm serious. No, for me, right. I just love that we you. just hard <laughs> left off this. This basil, just, <laughs> but this basil, man. Let me tell you, I'm just so happy. This we have right the- here. So we used two types of basil today. I should probably mention. yeah, you didn't. Yeah, we used sweet basil to make the man. cocktail, and then this is lemon basil. I think it's called limon basil. Limon. It's French. Elefa- yeah. Everything's yeah. elevated. Fogo de chon. Fogo de chon. Limon basil. So, uh, anyway. angry. Fogo de chon. It was more uh, German. Uh, we, had, we had sweet basil and angry basil. Fogo. <laughs> Good. Okay, well, so. We've been canceled by multiple cultures. <laughs> You know what? This is not the first sort of. Uh, probably won't be the last. Uh, nope. Like like you said, talk about a hard left there. Yeah. We highly recommend making a gin basil smash. It is good. We highly don't recommend going through yeah. what you went through. If you can avoid it, I I would recommend avoiding it. Yeah. Z- zero out of five stars. Yeah. Zero out of five stars. Wouldn't Great stay here again. Yeah. <laughs> Great advice. So, uh, anyway. Well. Uh, you know what? Honestly. Thanks for sharing, though. Yeah, thanks for, for sharing. Being thanks for being and here and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the drink. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, drinking and thinking. This is kind of what we do. We uh, think sometimes too hard. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm just happy. I didn't drink able... hard. <laughs> I'm just happy. We're I able probably to share could it. after that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Make another one yeah. after the video's done. Uh, uh, so. Well, okay. Well, hey, don't forget to subscribe. This feels so just everything feels <laughs> forced after that conversation, but we're going to get through it anyway. So if you haven't yeah. subscribed to the YouTube channel, to the podcast, we'd love if you would follow us on socials and then uh, hit us up on our website for recipes, suggestions, all that sort of stuff. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. I, I will add. Oh. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. This I is where he gets his no, other plug. No, 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 no. I'm, te- no, I'm telling. I'm I'm telling you that your plugs are not bad because if any of these conversations you guys do here can help somebody, yeah, then subscribe because for sure maybe it can help. 
share it around, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's, once uh, again, before we leave, what is the name of your podcast? How can uh, everyone find it? Do Bowski. I mention the other one? This nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You ba- one plug. Bowski Bros. B-O-W-S-K-I B-R-O-S. Bros. Bowski Bros. If you're interested in the NFL. And it's just podcasts. We don't do video like this. iTunes, Spotify. Audio. Yep. Okay. Anywhere you get your podcasts. Bowski Bros. That's the only two I know if, how to if find. If you're in it. <laughs> don't lie. You're if you're, if you're into those. the NFL. That's the good one. for me. Yes, we do only run during the football season. So we run the podcast on a season basis, and it's strictly NFL. So, cool. Okay. Yep. All right. We'll awesome. Hey, thanks for tuning in. See you next time.